Hello everyone, welcome back to Dafa Shavua. As we study Mesechas Ksuvos, Daf Mem Hey. I don't want to apologize, but I should apologize because we're a little bit off uh, summer schedule. So we should probably be up to Daf Mem Vav. Um, but you keep going. I think Dafa Shavua is uh, up to Daf Mem Zayin. But we're going to catch up, Bezrat Hashem. I was, I've been meaning to do something, and we're going to use this week as the opportunity. And it's uh, based on a question that uh, someone asked me. He asked not to be quoted, so no problem. I'll try to follow his wishes. Motsi Shemra. We're seeing Motsi Shemra in the context of uh, this Masechta. We've seen it a little bit uh, earlier as well in the context of Pesach B'Suach Masasi or Tanas B'Sulim. And we see the stakes are great, especially if this guy is trying to literally ruin this uh, woman's reputation. We see Malchus, we see the punishment is a uh, hundred, that's the Kanas. But Motsi Shemra is a term that is used in a much different context, a less dramatic context. So how do you match up? So I want to review a couple of things. First of all, when we speak about Lashon Hara, let's let's just talk about in general terms, there are three categories of Lashon Hara, of speak. Put away Masechus Ksuvis for a second. You have the Pasuk that says, L'Selech Rachel Bamecha. That's a Pasuk in Parshish Kedoshim. Literally, rechilus there means that you're, according to many, you're walking or you're shopping some kind of gossip. It's done in an indirect way. What you do is you tell someone that a second person said or did something against them. That's called rechilus. Lashon hara is when you say something negative about someone, and what you're saying is the MS. Now, in American law, whether you call this defamation or libel, depending on the exact context, that's of total defense. In Yahadus, it's an Isser. Now, where's the source of the Isser of Lashon Hara? So many Rishonim assume it again comes from Lo Selech Rachel Ba'amecha. It's just a different aspect of it. And as I was asked by the devoted uh, member of our group, yes, Motsi Shemra is not just in the context of uh, what we're talking about here in Mesechus Ksuvas. Literally, Motsi Shemra, you take out a bad name. You know, Chazal say that Mitzora is, I guess, what you'd call a hybrid or a, a hint to Mitzora, Motsi Shemra. So Motsi Shemra is similar to Lashon Hara, except the difference is that what you're saying is absolutely false. Now, when I say absolutely false, we may qualify that as we go a little bit into the shear. But it's saying something negative and false about someone. We will see something that's called the taroves, a mixture of truth and and false. Now, Motsi Shemra would be, in American law, let's say, that's what 
is a problem. Lashan Hara and Ruchilos, you know, outside of our ethical Jewish legal system, is not a problem. You could do that all you want. Motsi Shemra is the problem because there you're lying. Now, even in American law, there are times about uh, public personalities that it's assumed that a person's a public personality, the media is going to make up stories about them. So it has to, there's a very high level of uh, slander that has to take place, very damaging in order to be able to prosecute that or else, you know, most newspapers would be out of business. But this is what I was thinking about. It would be a little bit of a different style sheer. Why exactly is this term motzi shemra, which does belong to the Ksuvis type of discussion, why is that used as an example of Lashon Hara or as an application of Lashon Hara? It seems to be. I wanted to show you through some of the uh, Svarim of the Chavetz Chaim and we're going to work a little bit backwards and then back to the Rambam, who's basically the influence behind the Chavetz Chaim, how we're going to see Motsi Shemra used. And I think that'll give us a uh, good sense. I think also it's a good approach to when you learn, you just realize that a term, and that's why it was a great question, which I may not have thought of, you know, we just hear different terms thrown around. We should understand the definitions and then, whoa, Motsi Shemra? We're calling a person who speaks slander Motsi Shemra? Motsi Shemra, we're seeing from our Masechta, is in the world of Ishus, where you're accusing someone of an unbelievable thing. It could have huge manifestations in marriage, etc. So why is that term the same term that's being used? So I'm going to make a distinction between, we're going to call it the realm of Ishus, Motsi Shemra, and in the social realm. So I'll give you an example. There was, uh, I'm recording this year on a day where I saw an article, some lawyer in Israel said that um, Bibi Netanyahu is a spy for Iran. What is that? Is that Rechilos? Is that Lashon Hara? It's Motsi Shemra, according to our definition. I don't think it's true. Even the lawyer said he's, at the end, it's not really true. But Lamaisa, practically, Bibi's not able to sue this guy. I mean, maybe he could sue him for slander or something like that, but uh, there's no suit of Motsi Shemra in Eretz Yisrael. And even in our social settings, while Motsi Shemra in Ishus has a specific uh, kanas associated with it, you're not going to have the same kanas that's associated with in the social realm, which would be a reason why you wouldn't want to call it Motsi Shemra, but at the same time, calling it Motsi Shemra does show the weight of it. But I want to give you another example that's given by, and this is where things get complicated by the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim talks, I'm going to still call it in the social realm, but we'll call it in the business realm. A guy is doing business, and uh, Ruvain comes to town and he sells a certain product. Shimon comes to him and he says, I'd like to buy the product, but right now I don't have enough money. So what I'm going to do is uh, try to collect some money today. Hold on to the product for me. 
Levy comes along and he pressures Ruvain to sell it to him. Now, when you pressure someone to sell something to you, it could be a prohibition, actually, of uh, losach mode. But without getting into all details, but the sale's a sale. What happens? Shimon comes, and he says, I have enough money now. Ruvain says, too late. Levi came along. The Chavetz Chaim says, by disparaging Levi, even though he is telling the truth, that is a violation of Lashon Hara. Because his whole reason for mentioning Levi is in order to cover himself. So that's a fascinating chiddush in a way. He doesn't even say anything bad about Levi. But he's saying that's what happens with Levi. He didn't even tell Levi that Levi forced me into it. And the Chavetz Chaim says, keep the names out. Now, the Chavetz Chaim says very often in a business case like that, you're going to violate Motsi Shemra. And we're going to see as we go through some of the sources in the Chavetz Chaim, we'll eventually get to the Rambam, that Motsi Shemra is going to be considered worse than Lashon Hara and Rechilas. Which is interesting. I could argue differently, but that's going to be the conclusion. And you'll see where the Rambam talks about this. So going back to the selling case, the Chavetz Chaim says that it's very hard to tell over to Shimon the absolute truth in this situation. Because, you know, in a transaction that he had with Levi, there may have been a lot of different factors in there. There may have been, it's not just a question of Levy took the item. Usually the discussion goes more. What did Levy say? What did uh, Ruvain say? What was his impression of what Shimon said? Maybe other people were involved also. So he says, the Chavetz Chaim, you're going to end up very possibly in a Motsi Shemra area. And again, we don't think that sounds so bad. Okay, so you violated Motsi Shemra. But once we establish, and this is where the, the Chiddush I'm offering, I don't think it's such a big Chiddush, that Motsi Shemra is like an Ishus. From Ishus, we see the severity of Motsi Shemra. Then when you start seeing it in the social realm, we're going to start to have a better appreciation of how bad it really is, even if there's not going to be a punishment possible. I wanted to point out something interesting. The Chavetz Chaim has number of svarim on Lashon Hara. In his Chovas Hashmira, he has Ha'aros, and he tells us that in Parshas Kitetse, as we'll see in a couple of weeks, we'll have the prohibition of Motsi Shemra. When he brings down the various prohibitions of Lashon Hara, he includes a much broader uh, list. He says, Kol suge lashon hara, rechilos, onas devaro, habas panim, v'sheker, klolos chavero, divrei gaiva, machlokas, chanifa. All of these need analysis in their own. So technically, as I've been pointing out, you really have these three categories. You have rechilos, lashon hara, and motzi shemra. But you will find in the Sefer Chavetz Chaim, as well in other places, including in the Gemara Nerechen, which is one of the main places, other categories that fit under 
even though they may be independent uh, sins. Even divrei gaiva, which is really more about yourself. And, you know, the Chavetz Chaim argues that Loshan Hara comes from gaiva. So we're looking not just at the bottom line, but at the results as well. In the uh, Psicha to the Lavin, where the Chavetz Chaim lists the different Los Asses, he says, over below This we mentioned before. The assumption over here, it's more than just going to one person, although you would violate the prohibition, but the typical Rachel is a person who shops around news, who go over to more than one person and say, this is what so-and-so said about you or about or did to so-and-so. And um, now the question would be, why is Lashon Hara worse than uh, Rechilas? So I think the answer is it's more explicit and it's also true. Even though when we get to the bottom line, the Omer Sheker, and this is what he says over here, Nimsa Motsi Shemra Achavero, he's going to end up lining up as the worst. And what he stresses a number of times is, again, the connection with what we're calling the Mosi Shemra to Ishus. And it's an interesting question. Is it worse to spread something that's true about someone or something that's false? Clearly, in the Mosi Shemra case, what we're calling the Mosi Shemra of Ishus, the consequences are going to be uh, significant. It's going to impact the whole family. So that seems to be worse. And definitely from a uh, Kanas uh, perspective. Now, what the Chavetz Chaim stresses in a number of places, I'll just give you uh, one example of this. Where this is in the Chavetz Chaim's psicha to the asen, to the ases osud gimel, and here he's talking about regular lashon hara, what we call a social motzi shemra. So he quotes here from the Gemara in Erechen who says that Motsi Shemra is worse than even One Sumafata. This is connecting the last couple of topics that we've learned, even worse than the mice of One Sumafata, because the mice of One Sumafata, if we remember, the kanas was 50. The kanas that you have for a Motsi Shemra is 100. Now, again, this is assuming that you judge things based on the kanas. It's hard to say that uh, ethically, morally, that uh, Motsi Shemra is worse than a rape. Chas v'shalom. So, but the Gemara, again, is reinforcing the problem with uh, Motsi Shemra. And he stresses this again. This is in the Chavetz Chaim, Kavot Shemayim, Perik Beis. Ha'omer b'piv, chamor mina osa maisa, she'onis mefata, m'shalim chamishim shkalim, filu Motsi Shemra, me'a kesef. Vigam Malkus. And we pointed out it's not going to be a Kimle Durabamine issue, which is another sugi that we've discussed, because it's not restitution. It's a kanas. The Malkus is the punishment, and the kanas has its own uh, place. Now, I wanted to read you one more very important piece from the Chavetz Chaim. I think this is where we're going to wrap it up this week because we're still going to consider, continue next week with more Mochi Shamra, and then I'll give you the Rambam. But this is really leading us to the Rambam. 
This is the Chavetz Chaim in Lashon Hara. The Chavetz Chaim wrote his own parish on his Sefer Chavetz Chaim, similar to what he did in the Mishnah Bura. In the Mishnah Bura, he actually wrote two perushim, the Ber Halacha and the Shar Hatzion. So here he writes Ber Mayim Chaim. This is in Klal Yud Sivkaton Tes. And he's reinforcing the seriousness of Motzi Shemra. And this is going to bring us full circle to how I started this year. Pashudhu, dhu bechlal sheker. Obviously, Motzi Shemra, you could say, is within a broader category of midvash sheker tirchak. And it's true. But that doesn't mean you're not violating more than one isser. It's not like a double jeopardy. And this is what we pointed out. So clearly it's Motsi Shemra. And then, this is really where I wanted to get you, because he quotes the Gemara in Suvis. He's in our sugya. Now he's leaving this till next week, Mem Vav Aleph, so we're going to continue with the next week. Das Haris Motsi Shemra, he milo telech recha so what we've actually seen, if you want to summarize, Loselech Rachabah Mecha has included in it Rechilas, it has included in it Lashon Hara, and it has included in it Motsi Shemra, and amazingly, Motsi Shemra is the worst. You'd think maybe the one that is listed is the worst. And he says, if you want, if you don't believe me, look at the Rambam. Bechein Kasev HaRambam, Sefer HaMitzvahs, Lo Saseh, Shin Aleph. So we're going to look at this next week. And then he says, So even when we're in, now he's talking about social, the not what I call the Isha Smotzi Shemra, the social, You better be sure, again, Lashon Hara is not good, Rechilus is good, but you do not want to go into Motzi Shemra. So I think what if I could combine these uh, Gemaras, both from Erechen as well as from Ksuvis, it's true that Motzi Shemra in the Torah and Pashas Kitetze is talking about our case, which is the Isha's case that you find in Ksuvis. But it's also included in Losolach Racha Bamecha, which is more in the social realm. But the social realm takes on the weight of what's in the Ishus realm. And that's how you could end up putting all of this together. And uh, Chavetz Chaim basically says this in this piece, and then he sends us to the Rambam, seventh parak of Hilchos Deos, which is going to be very important. What I want to show you next week is where does the Rambam discuss Motzi Shemra? You'll see it not only in the laws of Ishus, but also in the laws of Deos, which is going to be similar to what we've shown today in the Chavetz Chaim. Have a great week of learning.